What's up, NBA fans? We are a little over past the halfway point of the NBA season. We got ourselves a good one. It's being ruled by European players this year. Believe it or not, you got Jokic, Luka, Giannis. Joel Embiid isn't European, but, you know, he's not American. And lone Jason Tatum is the only one right now I think most people will have as the the only American-born player that's in the running for the MVP or like in the serious running for the MVP um, but we also have other halfway point awards to give out but we'll be chatting about MVPs big deal of forgetful hot teams or sinking teams all today on this episode of second stringers NBA podcast um, no trivia question this time around but what are your impressions so far Sean halfway into this year well Alan I think this has been a pretty interesting year so far You've seen a lot of teams on the West Conference, especially, come and go from that first seed. And, I mean, at the beginning of the year, it was just like last year. It was Phoenix, right? And mm-hmm. once Booker goes down, they drop out. The The Pelicans had it for a long time. They actually held the number one seed. And now we're looking at the Nuggets and the Grizzlies up at the top. They look unstoppable right now. The whole middle of the pack is just wild. And so it's yeah. been really crazy on the Western Conference side of things. On the Eastern Conference, it's been more or less the same. But, I mean, the big story is the Nets' ascendance up the standings from they were outside the play-in, I think, when we were talking right. about them at the quarterway mark. And now at the halfway mark, they're they're up there again. But with Kevin Durant out, who knows what's going to happen. So Boston's been there. The Bucks have been there. Um, the Sixers are back up there now with Harden and Embiid healthy. So it seems like the East is a little more shaping as like we know which teams are going to be in that, you know, Eastern Conference semifinals at the very least. But the West is just wild, man. I mean, you have the Warriors still on the outside of, of the yeah. of the six top six seeds. You got the Clippers outside the top six seeds. And you got this crazy Sacramento Kings team that we're <laughs> definitely going to have to talk about later. Uh, so I'm loving it so far. I, I love the little mix-up of things that we've seen. Yeah, I was going to be – I was, like, not going to be surprised if you didn't mention the Kings. I got, I, I don't like to, but I got to give them credit. <laughs> I was like, Sean's listing all these teams. But <laughs> is the Kings going to come out of his mouth? Is he going to uh, say I the know. Kings? I you try not to. not say I, the yeah, Kings. I can't deny <laughs> it, man. The the beam team is here to stay. It's crazy. <laughs> 10 and 0, 11 game winning streak right now. They're 20 and no, they're 14 and 9 at home and 11 and 9 away. That's pretty good. And they're 13 and 9 against the West. They're beating the dudes. They they won the season they just won the season series against the Lakers which I'm not sure that has ever happened. I probably should have looked that up before. It certainly could have happened podcast. last year, maybe. I mean, they're both Our, bad. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it could have happened in twenty what twenty sixteen. Yeah, any of those years. D'Angelo, yeah, <laughs> yeah, D'Angelo Russell, Brookie Brandon Ingram year. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, the Kings are in the third seed. The Suns one and nine oh. over the last ten ten games. Uh, what else do we got? The Pelicans are on a losing streak. Like the West is just crazy. We right now we have a four way tie between seven to ten to the tenth seed. The Blazers at eleventh are only a half game away. And Utah and Dallas, who are five and six, are really only have a two game lead 
over any any of these teams in the in any of these teams in the pack. Yeah. So the West is just up for grabs. And the Eastern Conference, again, I think we started seeing this trend last year where overall the conference seems a lot better in the East than the West this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's I don't not sure that's that controversial of a take to say these days. Bucks, Milwaukee, 76ers, Cavaliers. It's I think yeah. the champ it feels like the champs coming out of the East this year. It's so hard. Like it seems like it just because Boston has and and Milwaukee have really been the consistent always their teams. So they seem strongest, but when I look at this Nuggets team, man, with Jokic playing at this level, you have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back healthy finally. Like this team looks like they could easily contend for the title. And we talked about the Nuggets being right there for so long. Mm-hmm. And when you have Jokic on your team, are easily, I don't even know if it's arguably at this point, the best player in the league, it, it, I think he has just as good a chance as anybody. Like, it, It's really going to be exciting to watch. I, I kind of hope the Nuggets do make a good run this year because I think mm-hmm. that's like the last thing for Jokic is that he's never made the NBA Finals. Yeah, and dude's made the Conference Finals. At this point... As this point to date, it's probably more likely that he wins his third MVP than he makes than he wins the NBA championship this yeah, year. Yeah, which is pretty wild <laughs> is, to think about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, we might as well just jump into it then. Like end of season awards, halfway point check in. MVP's got to be the first one we talk about. The candidates, the nominations, probably Jokic, Luka Doncic, and Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid. I'm sure is honorable mention here. Um, I don't know, just diving into it right away. I, it's like, I have a slight bias where I want to find a reason not to give (laughs) Jokic the third year in a row. Cause everybody does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It just feels like that honor was, should only have been reserved for Michael Jordan and LeBron. Like LeBron probably could have gotten a third MVP in one of those years. Um, didn't happen. I think probably the closest one was when it went to Derek Rose that year. Yeah. Um, but you look at the the numbers and the fact that the Nuggets are number or have the number one seed again. It's so tough to to say no. Like 20, <laughs> 25 points a game, eleven rebounds, almost ten assists, thirty three minutes per game, and a ridiculous sixty two percent field Jeez. goal shooting. And we're not talking about Jokic, who's like a Shaq game where all his buckets are coming right at the basket. Like Jokic has range, yeah. and Jokic has, is savvy. There's no athleticism here getting him <laughs> above the basket. He's not. You know, he's not beating people off the dribble or just, um, you know, semi-trucking his way into the lane like LeBron did, you know, 10 years ago. This dude is just doing it all very savvy and using his height and his skill to his advantage. Um, and he's got the Nuggets at the number one seed. This is all with a Jamal Murray who's still trying to get his legs under him. Michael Porter Jr. in and out of the lineup. Really, his only consistent co-star he's had has been Aaron Gordon. Um, and whatever dude off the bench really has a good week for, for Mike Malone and the team. So it, it, it's tough. It's tough to make an argument against against Jokic. Yeah, I mean, the argument early on in the season was that the Nuggets weren't winning as many games as the Celtics mm-hmm. were. So it's like, oh, Jason Tatum was like the clear front runner, And then Luka went on his crazy tear and was like, oh, Luka's the front runner now. Well, the Nuggets have just been unstoppable lately. And I mean... Yeah you got to hand it to Jokic. I mean, he is the whole reason this team is as good as it is. And 
like the range that you mentioned. Like, did you see that game winner he had against Orlando the other day? Where it's just that yeah. step back three. And when you have a guy that's this big, that's able to do things like that, it's like we are witnessing one of the most special players the NBA has ever seen. And this just yeah. big, you know, just Pillsbury doughboy body, you know, <laughs> like it's just crazy how good this guy is. It it just doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. Like he just plays basketball at such a higher IQ and a higher level than everyone else on the floor. It's just like, yeah. I don't know if he just understands the game better than anyone. Like it, it's hard to get a read on the guy. Cause you know, he doesn't really say a lot in like press conference interviews. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just, yeah, he's he is for sure the most valuable player in the league. Like that's just what it comes down to and it yeah, sure the voter fatigue and all that stuff, but when he's playing this good for 3 years straight, it, it's hard to argue against. I, I I have him as my front runner too. Yeah, and I mean the other thing too is like Jokic doesn't miss games. He's there yeah, almost he's sturdy. every night. 41 games. He's <laughs> missed four four games this year so far. I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe misses two more. Right you know, at the end of this all, mm-hmm. he's there all the time. And again, you do the whole test, like take that player off the roster. What are they? Yeah. If you take Jokic off this roster, like this is not a very good team. Michael Porter Jr. has played 31 games so far. Um, Jamal Murray at 38. Jamal. So Jamal Murray's been there, he's but been there, yeah. he's just kind of has hobbled his way again. Second best co-star for him has been Aaron Gordon at, yeah. at 40 games, 16 points, Who's which had, he's been having himself season, quite yeah. the season. Um, when you look at, I guess, like, let's bring Jason Tatum into it. Like, Jason Tatum's, yes, the Celtics are the num- also number one seed in the East, number one in offensive rating. But just he's got a he's got a hell of a cast star. Yeah, <laughs> Jalen Brown's Brown. probably gonna best second Jaylen player Brown. in the league right now. Yeah, Jalen Brown might make his first All Star game. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. All Holford and uh, Brogdon, William Brogdon. Those aren't those aren't bad pieces yeah. to have either. Oh yeah, for sure. I this I think the supporting cast of the Celtics is certainly better. Not that that should discount from Tatum. I mean, he puts the team on his back on a good number of nights. Mm-hmm. But the numbers Jokic are putting up is just it's so stupid. And, and the fact that he's so <laughs> consistent every year, man. Like it it really does. It's like how does he continue to do this? You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's crazy and. It, we just have such a, a plethora of talent in the league right now because like the and the third guy on this list, Luca, is playing out <laughs> of his mind this year. Like this mm-hmm. this year has been crazy for Luca. I mean, we've seen just the the sixty point twenty rebound triple doubles. We we've seen just the craziest shots and the craziest passes, and in especially if you take him off Dallas, they're a G League team. <laughs> I mean, if we're yeah. talking about that argument. Like, they are not even an NBA team without him. So, yeah, you got three special dudes. And, yeah, obviously, Embiid. You know, I'd even throw Booker in at this point because the fact that the Suns are this bad without him, <laughs> holy crap, man. Like, Devin Booker might be way more valuable than we give him credit for. Yeah, the, that Sun demise is, is something else. That's a heck, heck, of a, <laughs> heck of an analogy to, to bring it up because that is true. I was going to say, if you take Luka off Dallas, is that team with Christian Wood as the lead scorer better than the Houston Rockets <laughs> oh, roster question. he played with last year? Oh, I think man. it's worse. It's it's a worse roster. Worse. Yeah, because like at least they have guys that can score. 
like Jalen Green can score, Kevin Porter Jr. can score, Dorian Finney-Smith can't score. <laughs> uh, you know, Maxi Kleba can't score. <laughs> Dwight Powell can't score. I mean, you could argue that maybe Spencer Dinwiddie can score. Yeah, that's it. Spencer Dinwiddie just like the equivalent of Eric Gordon last year on the <laughs> Rockets team. I feel like he's at least a little more athletic than uh, Aaron Gordon was last year, but <laughs> not by yeah. much. Not by much. Yeah, this is this is a heck of a top three that we have really here. I mean, we haven't even talked about Giannis, who's also having That's a, true. a pretty strong year for himself. Right. But it just feels like Luca and, and, um, and Tatum and Jokic have – I mean, they've just like – they can do things that Giannis has, hasn't really been able to improve in his game. His mid-range is still questionable. His three-point is still hit or miss. I guess if he has anything over these guys, it's just like defense. His defensive, yeah. his defensive proudness that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. Kevin Durant too. You know, like Durant before he got hurt was probably at least in the top five, maybe cracks the top three on some people's lists. Because mm-hmm. uh, they were they were just going crazy. The Nets were for a little while there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, he despite whether the nets were losing or winning like durant was there dropping yeah. t- 28 to 35 <laughs> buckets a game mm-hmm. yeah he was crushing it so yeah the top the top 10 dudes in the league right now are all just so good mm-hmm. so yes yeah, it's in a we're in a good spot with the nba right now yeah definitely um any last is there a possible argument against yo kick well, that's the only D? argument is that he's won it twice that's the only thing that's going to stop him from winning it because I think it's it's abundantly clearer every time he hits the floor that, yes, he is the best player in the league. He is the most valuable player. Like, there's just nothing you can do against it. It's either that, it's either the voter fatigue or it's injury. Those are the only two things in his way. Yeah. What if the Nuggets drop to, to the fifth seed? Do you think that's a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that could do it too, yeah. If they start losing games... But the way he's playing, they they they're not getting to the fifth seed. <laughs> yeah, and the way the West is shaken up too, like there are some teams like the Suns are still a few weeks away from getting Booker back. Uh, Pelicans, Kings, I don't think they'll ever really touch the health a healthy Nuggets team. Yeah, Memphis maybe. Memphis maybe. is right there. Memphis is mm-hmm. right there, and I mean the Pelicans they they could arguably be up there if Zion wasn't hurt too. So yeah, and and Ingram, man. Can we just where the heck is Ingram? <laughs> like, what happened to him? I didn't know he was as injured as he is. Like, he's just Taking completely time. He, he's gone completely off the map. Yeah. Where the heck is yeah. that guy? Sorry. Just that... aside. I just <laughs> forgot his name for a while. Yeah, I mean that's trade for CJ McCollum is looking really good now because oh, you yeah. really needed him Seriously. to fill in for this, yeah, fill in those cow. gaps. Um, okay, offensive player of the year, newer category. We got Luca Embiid and Shea. I mean, it, it's crazy the jump that Shea has made this year. Unbelievable. And, like we were, we were really taught. I was really like thinking of this guy. I was like, why does this guy still keep getting the hype that he's getting? <laughs> Last year when he missed most of the year, it's like, why do I still keep seeing him on lists of like top guards in this league? He's not a top guard in the league. He hasn't suited <laughs> up in years. 
Yeah. Man, this guy Oof. just came out and just really showed up like why he is one of the top guards in this league. Like it's just crazy the year he's having. Right. And he's improved his his jump shot dramatically over the last few years. I mean, he actually has a three-point shot now. His mid-range is lethal. It's like Chris Paul levels lethal. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing that's where he learned it from, honestly, from that one year that Chris Paul was in OKC. And yeah, yeah I mean, he's top 4 in scoring in the league right now. It's impressive. Yeah, 10 field goal attempts a game shooting at 50% for 30 points. It's he's just part of that 30 that 30 um 30 points a game squad that has built up this year and just doesn't seem to it seems like we're just going to roll into the end of the year with like a good handful of dudes averaging 30 points. Yeah. Yeah, the the scoring this year is kind of off the charts, but yeah, so that's that's Shay's case, but then I mean, you know, these the other two guys on this list, Luca and Embiid, I mean, they, they're averaging more points a game than Shea is right now. And mm-hmm. I, I'd argue that, that they have just a good chance at this as Shea does. I mean, Embiid is one of those guys where it's like he has so many tricks in his offensive repertoire. And we definitely take him for granted because he does get overshadowed by Jokic in a lot of ways. But Embiid is certainly a better offensive player than Jokic is. And yeah. Yeah, he's he does deserve the credit there, and and Luca just you know he he's good offense, but like man, when you watch him, like sometimes when he's on, he's on, but when he's off, he's off. Like <laughs> yeah. man, like he will just jack up these ridiculous three pointers, and they just brick like crazy. Um, so he's a little too inconsistent for me as far as his field goal percentage. I'd I'd probably give it to Shea or Embiid. So I don't know where your head's at with it. It's hard to say. So the two <laughs> the two players with the highest usage rate is Joel Embiid at 37.9 yeah. and Luca at 37.2. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like I want to give it to Shea because at the surface level like his game it's like when you're watching basketball like his game is just so flashy and impressive. Yeah. But Luca and Duke, I mean Dantic and Embiid aren't quite as flashy as that. But they're just doing more and more often, and their team is just relies on them so much more. And, I mean, they're actually winning games, too. Whoa, whoa, that, that, hold your horses that, there, bud. That, I think OKC's <laughs> winning a few games lately, too. Uh, they they are, but I mean, 22 <laughs> wins versus Dallas at fifth seed and 76ers hey, at That fifth seed. seed is a soft fifth seed. <laughs> it is. It is, right? It's, like, it's really only two games. It's yeah. like two and a half games. Yeah. <laughs> If we we talk um, this conversation next week, maybe it's different. <laughs> yeah, it very well could be. I mean, Dots again and beat are like averaging almost twenty field goal attempts a game. Yeah, at thirty seven percent usage rate. If I'm gonna give it, I gotta give it to one of these two guys. And okay. I'm going to go with Luka Doncic. More, he's been there more games. He's been on the court long, a few games more than Embiid. And yeah. that might be the nod that gives it to him at this point. Yeah. It, I mean, hard to argue with it. Yeah, I just I was just giving it the eyeball test. I feel like Embiid is probably the most dominant player out of the three. Like, yeah, if you had to go one on one against any of these guys, like Embiid is the hardest to go one on one against. Yeah, they're all hard, but yeah, I I'd give it to Embiid. I think. Yeah, at the end of the day, basketball is still a big man's game. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's go kick and Embiid here, so. It's yeah. If you can knock down mid rangers, soft touch around the basket, and the occasional yeah. three as a seven footer, 
that's unstoppable. Yeah, like these two guys, man. Like Jokic and Embiid are just crazy, dude. Like there's there's no centers like this, you know, until these dudes showed up. Like this is yeah, just, yeah. And maybe maybe there's some guys from like you know the seventies and eighties that I'm not remembering that could play offense like this as a seven footer. But yeah, I, I you'd be hard so. pressed. Yeah, for for as yeah as much of an arsenal that they have. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think the closest that that come to mind is like Dirk, yeah. Dirk and Tim Duncan, and right. even then they didn't. Even then, yeah, no three point shot really. And Dirk had a little yeah. bit, but yeah, like he they weren't as big as as Jokic and Embiid were even. Mm-hmm. So I was reading a thread on like somebody talking about how the NBA may have a marketing problem on their hands with Jokic because the fact that he's like yeah. the <laughs> best player and right. he's about to be like potentially winning his third MVP, which is right. an all-time great status. Oh, yeah. But yet, like, he's just, uh, who knows if Jokic is even interested in being yeah, the face of this league. He's definitely not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, like like I was saying before, like I don't really know his personality. Like, he just doesn't care for the cameras at all, which is, is very respectable in its own right. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I feel like, you know, a guy like Luca is so much more marketable. Like, cause he has personality. Right. I mean, did you see he drove up in like some like tank car the other day <laughs> to the doubt to the, to the Mavericks game. And like, he was getting a lot of crap online from fans be like, you're killing the environment by driving your tank. And it's like, dude, this guy has like a hundred million dollars. Like you do the same thing. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure like the NBA would love it. If Luca was a bit closer to, to yo kick level. I mean, I'm sure they would also love it if John Morant was closer to Jokic level two. They do love them some John Morant, and and even yeah. Tatum is a pretty reserved guy. And mm-hmm. I I respect a, a reserved guy that's a superstar in the league, but yeah, as far as the face, like, uh, yeah, obviously the NBA is trying to scramble to find another LeBron. Yeah. yeah. So here's a question for you: Do you know who 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 Jokic has a shoe deal with? Because I just realized I have no idea. I would think Nike, but maybe not. Yeah, like that. That's just like how. Like he doesn't have a shoe. Yeah. Like John Moran. Does he even have a shoe? Like John Moran has a shoe. And he's been in the league league way less time than Jokic. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Luca has his shoe. Yeah, Luca has a shoe? Yeah. Well, he has a shoe deal with Jordan, yeah. Oh, he has a shoe deal, but he doesn't have his own line yet. I don't think so. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like. John Morant just got his own shoe, mm-hmm. but Jokic, we don't even know what he's who he's sponsored by. <laughs> yeah, he could be out there hooping in Skechers. And yeah, three sixty one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you look it up? Did uh, you see what who he sponsored? I did. By? I, I did just look it up. He has a he does have a shoe deal with Nike. Okay, which makes sure. sense. Yeah, but you, I would. Dude, I, I feel did, like I you could at least like you could make a shoe line called the Joker, and that would be pretty cool. You might have to pay some royalties to DC for comic stuff, I guess. But, like, I think that would be a pretty sweet shoe line. <laughs> anyway, that was a question just to highlight that, like, <laughs> just there, what is the marketability of Jokic? You know, he's yeah. an awesome player, but do casuals lo- would casuals love to turn into, you know, at primetime Friday to watch Jokic play? I don't know. No, just, just us. yeah anyways moving on from their defensive player of the year jaron jackson jr 
OG. I'm glad you put Nick Claxton in here. Yeah. I thought he was going to oh, be for forgotten sure. in a little bit. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. Nick Claxton. Gosh, I'm just like still kicking myself in the shins where I saw him in fantasy. And I was like, <laughs> I should draft this guy. This guy's going to yeah. have a, this guy might have a breakout year. And I totally ignored him. And the dude shaved off the dreads and he's been having himself a <laughs> heck of a year. He's been healthy. He's been healthy. Yeah. Healthy. Has the opportunity as the starter. They've dealt with injuries with a lot of their guys, um, especially with Kevin Durant being out now. Like he gets a little bit more play, and the dude just blocks shots like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't block shots as well as another guy on this list who doesn't yep. have as many blocks as him because he doesn't play as many games as Jaron Jackson Jr. Man, and right now, I don't even think it's a contest, even with as good as OG and Claxton and Lopez have been. Jaron Jackson is running away with this award right now. Yep, I I agree one hundred percent. I like I like Nick Claxton's game. OG is leading the league in steals, and he's been having himself a, quite a year for himself. But like when you look at it, it's like the Raptors are doing okay. They're like middle of the pack defensive rating. It's pretty good. Matt, I mean, Nick, the Nets are getting better. Brooke Lopez as a team, yes, the Bucks are really good defensively, but they also have Giannis. He also has Giannis. Andrew next Holiday. To him. <laughs> yeah, Andrew Holiday. But Memphis is the number one defensive rated team in the league. Their point guard is six foot two offensive minded. <laughs> uh, John Morant. I mean, they need that front line if mm-hmm. to to have a guy like John Morant out there as much as he is. Like John Morant's offensive game is magnificent for sure. But to have the number one defensive team in the league when John Moran is like your star player, that's really impressive. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is because of Jaron Jackson, um, also like Steven Adams, oh, Dylan yeah. Brooks, and a lot of these other guys that they have. But it, it kind of all it, the star on the defensive end ha- is Jaron Jackson. His block rate percentage is 11%, which, you know, out of context feels kind of weird, doesn't really seem like it means anything. Then when you look at all-time leaders in the NBA, in history of the NBA, like the highest marks people hit for for an entire year is like 10.9, 10. Yeah. 10.8%. So this is so like Jackson, the best. <laughs> yeah, we're talking like an all-time great um, wow. block rate here. If he can hold this through the rest of the year, will he? Maybe. But even if he lands at like 10.8, 10.7, like that's still all-time high. Um, and again, Memphis, number one in defensive rating. Um they're top four and allowed points in the paint. Like you're just not scoring. You're not getting, you're not scoring at the basket when Jaron Jackson is out there. And a lot of this is with very limited minutes played. Like Mm -hmm. because Memphis is playing so well, like Jaron Jackson's only playing 25, 30 minutes on a lot of these nights. Yeah. If, if we could see if Jaron Jackson could just figure out how to not foul as much. (laughs) Yeah. Or just be a little smarter. Like, I mean, like I said, like the block percentage doesn't have to be 11. Like if he toned that down to 10.5 or 10 or 9% and that meant he's going to play 10, 10 to 15 more minutes on the court. <laughs> yeah. He should do that. That would be more valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Because he could also, he could just be so much more valuable. Like we could be seeing like just one of the all-time great defensive players um, just blossoming in front of us if Jaron Jackson could just tweak a little bit of things in his mm-hmm. game. but. But right now, yeah, I agree. I like all these other candidates. Don't I don't think really touch Jaron Jackson right now. Yeah, it it's just yeah, he's just so good down there. Like 
I love watching Memphis play in general. Like, cause I, I love mm-hmm. me a good defensive game these days. Now that like you know, teams are scoring 120 points a night. Like, it feels good to see a team like actually bunker down and stop a team from scoring. Like, I love seeing a team only score 20 points in a quarter these days. You know, it's just it's yeah. different, right? So yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool to see. Yeah, it's like a modern grit and grind attitude that this oh, yeah. roster has. Yeah, it's Memphis not quite never, the... <laughs> they never lost the grit and grind. I'll say that. Yeah, it's not quite as ugly as the grit and grind. Like, <laughs> luckily they have some some more rounded out offense than that than that squad did. But right. it's still like that same that same feeling mm-hmm. when you watch them play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So moving on, sixth man of the year candidates: Russell Westbrook, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Jordan Poole. I saw I saw an article out there throw Norman Powell in there as well. No, I don't. No, no, no. <laughs> giving it to your guy Norman Powell, dude. No, he's been <laughs> so low impact. Like maybe if you're going just on like points per game for a guy off mm-hmm. the bench, sure, I'm sure he's up there. But his impact has been so minimal on Clippers games. It, he does not deserve to be on the list. Yeah. It, this one, this one's a little tougher this year because it's like usually the sixth man. You know, it just comes from a team that's playing winning basketball, like it just <laughs> usually does. Unless someone comes off the bench and truly dominates the game, but like a lot of these teams, they're just kind of relying more on their depth rather than one single guy. Maybe Malcolm Brogdon is that guy a little bit for for the Celtics, but he's not quite like what Dennis Schroeder. Or like Lou Williams was, where they were just like a real game changer when they come off the bench. Um, Yeah, maybe Christian Wood had a chance at that, but like he's he's now moved on on to the starting lineup. Dallas is only the fifth seed, so I feel like I don't feel strongly about any of these guys. (laughs) Where I'm like, yeah, I'm like we could give it to Westbrook since from a number perspective, yeah, he's going to be putting up bigger numbers than any of these other dudes, but. The, Salt, the Lakers also still stink, so <laughs> right. <laughs> it's arguable how much impact that's actually leading to in terms of winning. Yeah, I'm. Not, I don't feel particularly strong about it either. I think Russ is gonna win it, just yeah, purely because of the numbers and he embraced the role and he is playing better as a sixth man than he did as a starter at the beginning of the year. So yeah, like Brogdon, he's great, but he doesn't get enough play or enough usage and pool's just been very inconsistent i not norman powell sorry <laughs> and <laughs> i i saw his name thrown out there a lot yeah you know, I, I i would put ben matherin over norman powell even mm. you know um but yeah. he's been starting now because halliburton's been hurt so i don't know if that plays into it at all but yeah it, it's gonna end up being rust but it's not gonna be as cool of an award as it's been in the past yeah i i it's an interesting year for the sixth man of the year. Um, yeah, I don't feel strongly. So yeah, give it to fine. Russ. Call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, rookie of the year. This one's also, I think, sealed. Like, I feel like Walker Kessler's had a, had a run of a few good weeks. Um, ben Matherin. Who else? I don't really know. Jabari Smith Jr. I think had Ivey one week. Yeah, Jalen Ivey. Yep, exactly. But Ranchero still continues to be the consistent force throughout the year. Uh, 21 points a game, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 7.8 free throw attempts per game. Like, number one option for that Orlando Magic team by far, easily. 
it just feels like this is his to lose still. <laughs> yeah, definitely has cooled off from the super hot start he had to the season. Like, he came mm. out the gate swinging, and he definitely went through a slump there um, over, like, a, a good span of weeks, and now he's picked it up a bit. But, yeah, I, I still think it's his to lose for sure. But I really do have to give a shout-out to Walker Kessler. Like, this guy, he didn't come out the gate swinging like Paolo, but mm-hmm. what he's done recently as a starter with uh, Kelly Olenek out and he just steps into the role, he's been putting up some crazy good numbers, and he actually is beating out Paolo as far as win shares, which, you know, is Ooh. pretty easy to do when your team's actually winning games <laughs> and the Magic aren't winning games. But the fact that he's getting a good, you know, part of those wins as, as part of his, like, uh, you know, credit to him for being part of the reason that they're winning the games. I think it's uh, all going under the radar a little bit for Kessler. So I wouldn't be too surprised if, you know, you saw it be a little closer than you think at the end of the year. I, he could sneak in there and get it. Wow, that's a, that's a bold take. It's possible, um, especially with these rookie years. Like, when you're on a losing team, you – there's sometimes a little injury that comes in and all of a sudden the team sh- tends to shut you down for two or three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and Utah's actually winning games. So maybe Bonchero gets shut down for three weeks here, two weeks there. <laughs> Walker Kessler gets a little hot. All of a sudden, yeah, the power rankings get a little closer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Walker Kessler had like a 2020 game the other night too. I didn't. I think I saw that. I'm not sure. That's that's a heck of a so game though. Twenty twenty. Yeah, he's been playing really well. He definitely mm-hmm. is number two right now. Ben Matherin yeah. was probably number two at the start of the season, but he cooled off pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah, and Jalen Ivy also yeah, kind of cooled off. just mediocre. Yeah, he, he's having like a Jalen Suggs esque season. Or we thought Jalen Suggs was going to be really good for Orlando last year and didn't really do much. Yeah. Ivy's kind of doing the know. same thing for the Pistons. Who knows what, what the air is like in Detroit because it just seems like <laughs> it's not none good. of those players are doing well. I mean, I mean Cade, Cade was doing good last year. I mean, in the second half of the season. Bad start to this season, though, like you're saying. And then gets hurt. Yeah, and then just gets hurt. Yeah. And then the guards, none of the other guards have really stepped up. Um, anyways, coach of the year. Uh, to me, this, I, I don't, I, I think it's just yeah, got to go to Joe Mizzle. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, I like I, lo- I love Memphis. Taylor Jenkins, I still think he deserves an honorable mention. But, yeah, I mean, J- Joe, Coach Joe has just kept these Celtics <laughs> as one of the best teams in the league all year right out the gates even despite all the weird stuff that happened to the Celtics to start the year mm-hmm. and then also the looming thought that maybe he's going to lose his job at some point during no the year or like anymore. or be downgraded <laughs> yeah like i don't know like he just managed to swim through that adversity and this core has kept this core together and they're they're like they're now the favorite to win the NBA title it just feels like he's running away with coach of the year in a very deserving yeah. way. It is. It cannot be understated how crazy this is that he was able to just transition himself into this head coaching role and just dodge all the drama that happened this off season with Ime Udoka. 
Like, mm-hmm. if this was the Lakers that's, that this happened to, <laughs> it would be a catastrophe. Like, it would yeah. just be, it would still be – we'd still be talking about it to this day. But he's helped the Celtics become the best team in the NBA or still retain being the best team in the NBA. And no one remembers what the heck he – they don't even remember him being Doko as the coach, you know? He it's as if Joe Mazzulla's been the coach this whole time and they've completely yeah. dodged all the drama, all the media negativity, all the publicity and they've just played winning basketball and you cannot give this guy enough credit for making that happen. <laughs> yeah, I actually had to take a pause earlier today to think and then be like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Joe Mazzulla was like not <laughs> supposed to be the coach this year." Yeah. And crazy. even when he did become the head coach, it was like he's just the interim head coach. Like he may have to step down from this role <laughs> at some point. We don't know yet, but maybe at some point. That would be just <laughs> awful. But he would get yeah. he would get snatched up in an instant by any other team. Yep, but I mean, the Celtics are there. They are number one in offensive rating. They have an MVP in Jason Tatum, potential MVP in Jason Tatum, top top six in defensive rating. Like, this is a sound, very sound team that is the favorite to win the title. Like, yeah, dude's dude's been keeping it together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's that. Any other honorable mentions for any of these awards, Sean? Um, no, I, I, yeah, just a quick note. Uh, most improved is one that we skipped oh. over um the <laughs> candidates there i'm actually no you're good the candidates there i'm actually i mean i i love all these players I and mean, we talked about shay earlier uh laurie Markinen. i mean come mm-hmm. on man that guy's playing out of his mind uh gotta give a, we'll give a shout out to jalen brunson a little bit later in the pod and then uh tyrese halliburton you know becoming a number one option his first full year outside of sacramento i mean mm-hmm. This is going to be like, there's going to be a snub for that one for sure. I, I'm going to give it to Laurie Markinen personally. Like <laughs> this dude came, when you go from being a, like a fringe starter to an all-star, that is as big a jump as you can make. I think. Yeah. I think to me, the top two is Shay or Markinen. Shay, I, I'm just going to like, I don't know if he was really injured all that time. Or it was truly just strategic tank- it tanking was strategic on OKC. Tanking, let's be real. <laughs> and, and I feel like that has to work against him. Like Larry Markinen has been out there for the last yeah, four years he was playing on, basketball. Yeah, starter on the Cavs, yeah. And he has he he had some years where he really struggled. Where it looked like, wow, he, this guy might only get one contract after his rookie year, and then he'll probably just be an NBA journeyman. But he he found something in the Cavaliers. And then he comes to Utah and just totally revamps his game. Like it feels Crazy. like Shea could have, we could have seen Shea build up to this moment if he would just suit up. Yeah, but Laurie Markkinen really felt like the breakout right. star this year. It was just and like a like a switch flipped. Exactly, and like the Utah Jazz are doing what they're doing not because of Colin Sexton, not because of Jordan Clarkson or Mike Conley or any of the pieces in that tra- from that trade. It's because of Laurie Markkinen's game. Like, yeah. And Walker Kessler for sure was like a good piece too to add, um, but yeah, it's it's all Laurie Markin and lot mm-hmm. lot to do with him. So yeah, in my eyes, I think he's the most improved to this point, and he might yeah. take it at the end of the year. Yeah, I'd give it to him today for sure. Yeah, Here, here's one most disappointing player <laughs> slash team halfway through the year. 
Okay. Off the cuff. <laughs> you want me to go first? I can go first okay. if you if you want to have a little I, thought. I no, about I'm. It. I mean, can I be biased? Yeah, you can do whatever you want. It's yeah. the Clippers. <laughs> the Clippers are easily the most disappointing team this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's so frustrating to watch Paul George follow in the footsteps of Kawhi Leonard and just be a huge injury baby. Like, this dude cannot stay healthy. I don't know what happened to him. Like, he seemed like a perfectly healthy, good NBA player. And, I don't know, you get around Kawhi Leonard and you start getting this, like, oh, like, I won't start playing back-to-backs. And, oh, my hamstring's, like, a little tight. I'm going to take the next two weeks off. And then I'm never going to play a back-to-back ever. Like, it's gotten to the point of just being ridiculous. Like, yeah, you're not supposed to just miss this many games every single year. And it just seems like that's the Clippers strategy to like just sit guys all the time as if they're doing fine but spoiler alert they're not doing fine we are not doing fine we're below 500 we're in the play-in right now one game out of not being in the play-in we don't have a draft pick this is a disaster it's an unmitigated disaster i would way rather have shea than paul george right now we didn't get any value out of paul george because we didn't make it anywhere in the playoffs so it's a complete loss for the clippers at this point i think it's safe to say okay see you on the trade uh we certainly lost it the clippers are a complete disappointment and do they have time to turn it around sure you know miami did it they they basically reversed their season one year boston did it last year yeah Kawhi and paul george are healthy but God, it's so frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it's got to start now, right? Like it has to start now. Point, yeah, you have like, to go on a big win streak right now. Yeah, and you just dropped a big one against Utah. Got spanking there. <laughs> yep. Because spoiler alert, alert, yeah, crazy. Paul George couldn't play. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. And the 76er game was like it, they only ended up losing by ten, but like in watching that game. <clears throat> The 76ers were easily the, the better team throughout. Yeah, that which that's a respectable loss because they're a good team. But, but that's who you want to be. That's who that's you, who ha- you, yeah, you have to win yeah. some of these hard games. Yeah, that's who you want to be as the Clippers, though. You want to yeah. be the 76ers. You yeah. want to be where Memphis is. Like, these are the teams you want to try to beat. Um, and now we're yeah. starting Terrence Mann for some reason. <laughs> like, is Re- like, we just, like, gave up on Reggie Jackson – I don't know. I'm not even following them anymore, man. Like, it's just too, like, it's just so uninteresting. Like, they just don't care about the regular season, so why should I? You know, like, I'd way rather root for a team like the Pelicans or, like, you know, the Grizzlies than watch this Clippers team just, like, limp their way through the regular season. It's just pathetic. (laughs) I actually would have the, the, the Clippers as, like, my second the biggest disappointment so far because i mean i was like pretty i was like pretty convinced that they were probably gonna win the title this year or yeah, like make it to the I finals was too, man i was too <laughs> but there's got to be another one we throw in there and it's the timberwolves hmm. like they still haven't clicked and we've almost stopped talking about them because we've just let them continue to yeah. roll in the background of 
slight mediocrity. <laughs> They're in the seventh seed, so they picked themselves back up again. But Anthony Edwards leading the team with 23 points a game, 45% shooting. These are solid numbers, but I mean, it's just when you have other guards out there, like the season Tyrese Halliburton is having, Shea, um, some of these other dudes, it's like, wow, you. I thought Anthony Edwards would be right there with some of these guys, but yeah, he's not going to be one of those dudes that's on the verge of making an all-star team. Like, I don't know if he'll, if he'll really sneak in. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, cause in. yeah, with the way his trajectory should have gone, he should be an all-star player yeah. this year. The Wolves should have been a good team, but that's why they play the games. Right. And mm-hmm. the go bear thing just didn't work out. It, 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 you can already call that a lost trade. I mean, just, yeah, look at what Utah's done with Walker Kessler. You know, like mm-hmm. it seems like Walker Kessler is almost as good as Rudy Gobert at this point. <laughs> as far, yeah, I bet I bet Walker Kessler has more win shares than Rudy Gobert does this year. And, Probably. Yeah, and it, I I just don't know if him and D'Angelo Russell are the right pairing together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe this can transition into trade deadline talk, but like, I I could see D'Angelo Russell on the move. For sure, because yep, yeah, I don't, I don't really see his fit there. Like he just hasn't hasn't worked out like it did with Brooklyn. And he's the only willing piece I can see Minnesota moving that actually has value. Yeah, like they're not gonna move Carl Anthony Towns. They're not gonna move Edwards. Like if they have to move Edwards or Towns, oh, they're not in moving order Edwards. to offset. No. In order to offset, like I saw this crazy article. Like, is it time to start thinking about moving towns to offset the Ooh. losses from from oh, Gobert? Like, that's that's gosh. so extreme. That's yeah. like all time sports blunder. Oh, that has man. to happen. That would be a disaster. <laughs> but moving D'Angelo Russell doesn't quite put that you because he's going to be a free agent next year, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, and my and he's 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 a decent player. Like, he's healthy. Mm-hmm. He's playing. Like, he had a good year last year. Like the, he's he's kind of slumping this year a little bit, but the numbers are still there. So I there's still value in D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. So I would shop him around and and see what you can get to kind of mix up the starting five and 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 like the lineups you throw out there. I've heard Kyle Lowry rumors. D'Angelo Russell for Kyle Lowry. I wouldn't do that. No. I don't know. That's Kyle Lowry stinks. he does not stink he does not stink he's had some pretty good games this year still i'm not i would i'm not doing that i'm trading i'm i'll trade oh i might think about trading d'angelo russell for og though just 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 be an all defensive lineup and just throw the ball to anthony edwards to be your primary ball handler (laughs) on every possession yeah that would be a great get Although I don't know if I, I guess it clears up cap space for the Raptors going into the off season. Mm-hmm. The problem is I think that they want picks for OG too. Uh, yeah, Minnesota's lost all those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, I think that would have. I think if Minnesota gives like one or two picks for OG and D'Angelo Russell, like I think Toronto does that. Yeah, if they're if they're going the tank tank, where if they're just like exploding the roster, which I think they have to. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Minnesota can't deal any picks, so yeah, you just have to hope D'Angelo Russell's enough for some team to give you a better complimentary piece to Edwards. Um, yeah, yeah. Whether that's yeah, so, you can get someone like OG or 
Uh, I don't even know who who else would be, like a Kyle would Kyle Kuzma be any good on this team? I don't know. I don't Probably think not. So. You're looking for more defensive pieces. Yeah, I think you need a defensive piece mm. who can shoot. Like, there's literally like OG is like the definition of that right he now. Yes, that's why he's going for so much apparently. Yeah, like he could be like a Dejounte Murray level uh, return, like three draft picks. Yeah, exactly. That's also an honorable mention in terms of disappointment is the Trey Young Dejounte Murray. That is pretty disappointing. It it looked really good the first two weeks, but like it hasn't really clicked where they're both doing well. Like it's either one is out and one's doing well, or the other's out and then the other does well. Right, and maybe we're uh, being too harsh on some of these new pairings. Like maybe it takes you know just more time to figure out but yeah you do want to start seeing those results sooner rather than later it, it's yeah. uh you know it is more than halfway through the season so you're getting getting a feel for how these guys play but you know yeah you could always kind of just figure it out yeah big deal of forgetful some quick ones here miami and ftx officially terminate their naming <laughs> rights on the heat home court i mean it's too good to be true the crypto <laughs> market is just that's bed right now <laughs> yeah it's only a matter before crypto.com becomes the staple center again that's what we all want <laughs> yeah it's just i always i, I still I... do not call it crypto.com arena that's ridiculous yeah i don't either i mean why they have to add the doc i guess they have to dot com because it's it their website that, nah. yeah yeah but you can't it call it the crypto odd. arena you yeah know? i yeah. just I always remember this tweet when the naming change happened where somebody tweeted, they're like, oh, wow, I forgot that Staples was an actual store. (laughs) Basketball Stadium was named after a store. Yeah, that that really helps uh, the cause. Like People just point to that tweet, be like, yeah, these names don't actually mean anything. (laughs) Yeah, they don't actually help with your actual product or brand. Right. (laughs) Um, Anyways, yeah. Miami breaks the NBA record for most made free throws without a miss, forty for forty. Hey, that was that was that pretty was impressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that like, was made up. I watched some of that game. It, Miami had no business winning that game. The Thunder mm. just let them have it. I mean, giving up this many free throws for one. But the the, the crazy thing is that Miami won this game by one point. So they needed every <laughs> single one of those free throws to go in to win the game, and they did it. Like what the heck? Yeah, that 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 was a wild stat line to see. I had to watch some of those highlights to make sure that it wasn't yeah. a made up thing. And I think Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler was like twenty three for twenty three or something stupid because yeah. his field goal percentage was crap. He was like six <laughs> of eighteen, but he still ended up yeah. with like thirty five points because he had twenty three free throws. Yeah, that's just insane. <laughs> Next one, LaMelo injures his ankle yet again and is out for Ugh. another, potentially for another few weeks here in Charlotte. Again, this is like the team we were talking about, right? I think like within the second week of the start of the year, we're like, this feels like a team that should tank, but it doesn't know that it needs to start tanking yet. This is yeah, it. this is another big blow. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the sign though. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue, even when they had LaMelo, they weren't winning that many games, which is crazy to me because they were like a 500 team last year. You know, granted, they had Miles Bridges last year, and he was a big part of that. But, like, mm-hmm. they were still one of the worst teams in the league even when LaMelo came back, and he, he was putting up some good stats. So, yeah, I mean, out, out of all all these three, are any of these a big deal for you? Um, 
Not really. I mean, I think if there's any, it's probably just like the 40 for 40 free throws. <laughs> That's pretty I'd say crazy, it's a big yeah. deal. Just because it's a, such a ridiculous... It's uh, NBA history. Um, That's a big deal, line. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lamelo injuring his left ankle, I feel like it's, it's forgetful because I feel like we won't be talking about this come next season. But, I mean, it also is a slight big deal because I think I really want to see what trades can can happen out of this like i want to see some teams try to improve a little bit and make make a run for it like this terror is terror rosier now on the market you know are some of these dudes oh, now you know, on the market you know who might be a good fit for minnesota is uh pj washington yeah pj washington could be on the market i, I mean gordon hayward yeah. i think has always been on the market oh, no one wants <laughs> gordon hayward what yeah <laughs> you would have to give some crazy draft capital to like indiana to get rid of gordon Mm -hmm. hayward at this point yeah like pj washington he's actually he's having a pretty strong year for himself but i think i think charlotte was really hoping they were going to see a lot more come coming from him this this year yeah Uh, yeah he hasn't really made a jump he's just been kind of decent yeah exactly and he's due for a new contract um so i don't know if Charlotte actually re-signs him, or I mean, I would probably try to get some value off of yeah, him. Yeah, I mean, see, see where you can move him. Yeah, with where they're at too. Like, I, I think they're they're looking to just kind of blow up the roster and rebuild the round Lamelo. Um, mm-hmm. and that yeah, that could mean Terry Rozier's on the block. That could mean PJ Washington's gone. That could mean they start just trying to lose as many games as possible. Yeah, exactly. I think the I saw the. That from that way, I think it's a slightly big deal. Um, but moving on from hot teams, just talking about the Hawks actually, but they are on a four-game win streak and they're back into the playing seat and in a winning record as well. Got some wins against the Pacers, Mavs, Raptors, and Heat. And this is all with Trey Young and Dejounte Murray in the in the lineup and Clint Capella coming back. They missed that guy. They yeah. really did. Yeah, I mean, Okongwu um, I was playing too. well, but, yeah, they didn't have any backups to Okongwu, who can't play a ton of minutes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, getting Capella back is going to be huge for them. You need that defensive anchor when you have Trey Young on your team. And, yeah, yeah, it's just when he's out there, like, it's it's kind of like John Morant, right, where it's like you need that big backcourt, that big front court, just, like, being able to help with defense. So, Capeldax yeah. is going to be good for this team. I, I think they could go on a little run here. Um, now that they have all their guys fully healthy, but um, if they start, if they continue this winning streak, it'll be interesting to see if the John Collins trade rumors start to dissipate a bit because he's been trade rumors for like three years now and he still hasn't been traded. I know. Like, I don't understand if maybe the market's just not strong for him or, does he just have like a really rich bad enemy who's constantly just paying all these PR agencies <laughs> to put bad press on him? Yeah, I don't know. Even yeah. after he got his big extension, like I thought that mm-hmm. was going to end it for a while, but they're still talking like, oh, like he could still be traded. Like that's their like one piece to get you know a better player. It's like John Collins is like, sure he hasn't been you know super good recently, but he's been solid. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's just like you don't need him to be any more than a third option. You already got right. Trey and Dejanta, so I think he's he fits the roster pretty well. Uh, 
Ah, it's weird. It's weird how often he's in the rumors. See, may someone is paying yeah. off the media. You know who's also kind of like a low key big return for them too? Hmm. It's Bogdanovic. Yeah. They got Bojan, they got Bogdan Bogdanovic. And he yeah. he's been he's been he's, pretty decent for them. Yeah, he's been decent. Uh definitely has his shooting slumps. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe that's that's a name they float out there, but I think they'll I, I think they'll stand pat. I think I think they're happy with what they got right now. Yeah. Next is Memphis Grizzlies, eleven game <sighs> winning streak, second in the West. Their their pieces are coming back. Desmond Bain is back. Jaron Jackson Jr. We talked that he's he he made an, he made his early return and it's just been impactful right from the start. Jaw, I don't know if you remember this, but just like a month ago, he was apparently supposed to miss a month because oh, of oh an that's right, he had. yeah, and then he ended up coming back after only a few days, and he's still here. That um, was crazy. You were you were like terrified that he was going to miss dist- a bunch of time. <laughs> yeah, I was distraught. I was like, wow, I'm really not going to win any fantasy You were going to throw in the year. towel. You were going to throw in the towel on the season. On the yeah, whole season. And jo- <laughs> yeah, and John Moran came out of nowhere in from the locker room and has just stuck his stuck himself into this into the starting five. 31 and 13, 20 and 3 at home, 11 and 10 from away, and they're just beating on their division. They're 6 and 2 <laughs> against Against everybody there, um, ten and zero, eleven game win streak. Like I don't know, enough said. Like this is this is this this is a team. They're they're at their peak right now, and if they're gonna do it, like this is gonna be the year they're gonna have to do it because the pieces just seem to all be clicking for them. Yeah, yeah, beating their opponents by nineteen points per hundred possessions when Jaw, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson all play together. So. It's it's they are one of the most dominant forces in the league right now, and they beat their opponents in a very convincing fashion on mm-hmm. on many nights here too. Which you know, it, I I wish the Clippers could have one game where we blow out a team. That would be so nice. It, but yeah, so Grizzlies fans just must be loving their lives right now. Like they get to see you know John Morant play like twenty eight minutes, Jaron Jackson play like twenty five, and they're like up by thirty points. <laughs> yeah and there's still a lot of scary pieces on that bench that feel like we still haven't really seen they're very deep wake up to their fool mm-hmm. um i mean tyus so jones it, steps in and is an automatic starting point guard whenever jaws hurt yeah what's up with that like tyus jones is just like <laughs> yeah he's like he's a really good player he's, now. oh yeah like <laughs> i i was actually surprised that he agreed to resign with memphis for that three-year deal because mm-hmm. he could get starter level point. I may, maybe he'll get it now after this contract's over. But like, he could easily start for a team. Like he is, yeah. he is for sure a top twenty point guard in this league. Yeah, like he's good. Like you got Brandon Clark, Zary yeah. Williams. And you can't you tell got... me like Washington Wizards wouldn't love to have Tyus Jones over like Monty Morris right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, take Tyus Jones. <laughs> yeah, if you put it that way, or. I man, heck, I get, I take Tyus Jones on the Lakers. I give away. Oh yeah, dude. Tyus Jones. <laughs> yeah, Tyus Jones would be great. Yeah, and so yeah, it's but yeah, Memphis just has all these deep guys could be starters on other teams. It's it's yeah. all clicking. Yeah. Next one, Sacramento, five game winning streak, third in the third seed in the West. Just beat down the Lakers, sealed the season series against them <laughs> yesterday. Like, oh, Sabonis has just been like 
playing like one of the top five power forwards in this slash centers in this league. Which and, he is. I think it's safe yeah. to say he is. Yeah, like I think if they maintain this third seed, there's no way you leave Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox out of the All-Star game. Like those two guys got to be in oh, there. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of disappointing seeing the fan votes come out for All-Star. And mm-hmm. Sabonis just recently cracked the top 10 for the for the West front court. In the first th- two rounds of voting, he wasn't even there. And I bet the only reason he cracked that top 10 is because of the actual NBA, people who know the NBA saying that. Oh, like, yeah. Saying, like, where the yeah, hell where is Sabonis? Sabonis? Where yeah. the hell is Sabonis? It's crazy. He has, he, yeah, I mean, Sacramento, I mean, yeah, their fan base isn't as big as some others. But, like, I I put Sabonis in my All-Stars voting whenever I, I would go in to vote, which I don't do it every day. But I vote for I vote for all the guys that don't get the votes. Because, like, yeah. LeBron, Giannis, they, they don't need votes. They they got plenty Caruso. of... Caruso. Yeah, Caruso. Oh, come on. Yeah, like, Derek Rose. <laughs> yeah. Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves. They all get more votes than Sabonis. So, I, I as the, as the, I guess, diehard NBA fan, you, you got to give love to the guys that deserve to make the all-star team that won't get the votes. Yeah, so your love for the underdog doesn't Oh, yeah, go. like I put in Halliburton. Austin Reeves deep. I put in Sabonis. I put in Shea. You know, I, I put in all the guys that are, like, the under the radar, like, should certainly be an all-star. But not Austin Reeves. Oh, yeah, of course I put Austin Reeves, right? I mean, he deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some – there the NBA fans disappointed me a little. I was like – I mean, I told hey, you. This is, your, this is the Lakers fan base, man. <laughs> and the freaking war i hate the warriors fan base too kevon looney get that crap out of here man come on i, I wouldn't even make an argument i'm not sure clay thompson deserves he to be doesn't an it's year. not even an argument yeah. it's it's a non-point like, yeah I, I better not see clay thompson in that oh, over dear no. fox <laughs> no that would be a travesty yeah okay see also has got him got themselves shay i think has I mean, if there's anything that works against him, it's just like the OKC's towards the bottom of the standings. He'll still he's make got it, I think. Yeah, he probably should be there considering the season he's having. But four-game winning streak currently in the playing spot. One game out of si- out of the sixth spot. Shea, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, quite the combo. And they've got thought? pieces, too. <laughs> they, got, they got pieces on that roster that there's no consistency, but every now and then you just get dudes who just play well. Jalen Williams being one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, averaging over two steals per game on, on the defensive end for them this year's emerged as a really good fourth option in that starting lineup. And, you know, just it makes you want, like, y- you can't help but think, like, hey, if they had Chet, they'd have a winning record right now. Like, mm-hmm. you got to think Chet's worth at least a couple games, right? And so you just, you put in Chet with Shea, Giddy, Dort, and Jalen Williams here. You got yourself a pretty solid squad. And another good thing for OKC is that, I mean, maybe it's a little too early to look at this metric since there's so many games left, but they do have the easiest strength of schedule remaining in the entire league. So the odds are that they they could stay around 500, and Mm -hmm. that could get them a playing spot at this rate. That'll be something. I, yeah, I will see what Sam Presti has cooked up. Is he willing to take that risk for his team? Give him a little winning. Let Shea, love. let Shea win some games, man. Let him win. Yeah, you know he's waited so long. Just let him have this season. <laughs> yeah, let let the world know who Shea is. Yes, I think most of the world has forgotten who he is. 
Uh huh. Yeah, they can't forget. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. Th- this is his season. Yeah, exactly. Sinking teams. We can probably go through these kind of quickly since I yeah. feel like we've talked about them. Probably the only one we haven't talked is the Pacers. Five game losing streak. Tyrese Halliburton is out. Sprained left knee. Um, Trey Boomer still swirling around Miles Turner, but like Miles Turner is having himself a good year. Like right. people keep talking about him like he's some throwaway trade piece, but dude's actually doing stuff and like indiana before this we're right there in the playoff picture um yeah yeah not too bad i think miles turner like i I understand like people think they should trade him because like he doesn't fit their timeline for winning but tyrese halliburton accelerated (laughs) your path to getting back into contention and Mm -hmm. i think honestly if you're the pacers you're like who are we ever gonna get in the next three years that's going to be a better defensive center that can shoot the three. You're not going to get it. Miles Turner is that dude. And between yeah. him and Halliburton, you know, Matherin's been great. You know, and this team is a winning record basketball team when Halliburton was healthy. Like this five game losing streak's all been with Halliburton hurt. Mm-hmm. He comes back, they're going to start winning again. So yeah, I, yeah, I think the the rebuild is almost done. You get a, another piece or two, you're set. So, yeah, I think that Miles Turner should stick around. I, sh- I think they should keep him around. And, yeah, I mean, the losing streak will continue to go until Halliburton comes back, obviously. But when he does, like, they'll start winning again. Yeah, I mean, you have on your hands a potential top 10 future player. Like, he, Tyrese Halliburton yeah. might break into that top 10 in the next, like, two to three years. Oh, for sure. You also have to try to convince him to stay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the Pacers should forget that. So like they yeah. should probably appease what is now your superstar. Like Tyrese Seriously. is on his trajectory to be a superstar in this league, I think. Yeah. Um yeah. Sinking teams, Clippers lost eight of the last ten. Sean, you've talked yep. about that quite we're, a bit. I don't know if you've that. got anything to I, uh, say. It just sucks. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned with OKC having the easiest strength of schedule, the Clippers have the third hardest. So it doesn't get any easier for the Clippers. They're gonna have to earn their way back into the playoffs. Yeah, it's not those days where they could beat down on the Pacific Division anymore where they had the <laughs> Suns and the Kings. These are good teams now. The yeah. Lakers are not. But the Lakers the maybe not, are. yeah. <laughs> the other ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Suns lost nine of the last ten. This is wild. Like, the Devin Booker thing has just been wild with this team. They lose Devin Booker. And, I mean, they've lost Chris Paul in some of these too. Yeah. But, like, tonight. But, but still, like, that difference has been pretty crazy um it just goes to show deandre aiden too what his value is like mm-hmm. devin booker is still the most valuable piece on this squad oh yeah that's clearly that, yeah that's very clear at this point and you know they did get you know one bright spot with cam johnson coming back into the lineup tonight and they did eke out a win against the shorthanded nets so you know things could be looking up for them but man they've fallen so far in the standings it's crazy they're like completely irrelevant out of the plan even at this point and booker's not expected to come back for another two weeks so i mean that's it's it's gonna be tough for them to get back into that play in once he gets back yeah if you would have told me two weeks into this year once the lakers were like oh and five or whatever oh and six i think that at some point in this year the Lakers were only going to be a game and a half behind the Suns. <laughs> Crazy, right? There's no way. There's yeah. no way. I would not have believed that. But, right. But here we are. Yeah. 
It's been um, a wild season. Yeah. Some best performances here from the year. Alf, uh, and Segun, 14 for 17, 33 points, 15 boards, 6 assists, and 4 blocks. The Houston Rockets are easily the worst team in the league. It doesn't even take you looking at numbers. It's just, just <laughs> eyeballed one of their games. Yep. No, there's no... There's no organization. <laughs> there's no place. There's there, there's no style there. It's no. just dudes chucking up shots. But every now and then, Sangoon comes in and cleans up the boards and gets some puts backs and gets a chance to show off that he probably is one of the more talented players on this team, despite yeah. it also playing against playing alongside Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. Um, they just need to figure out this roster, but Segun may be the piece they keep for, for the long term, clearly. Right now, it seems like him and hopefully one day Jalen Green are really the only guys worth keeping on this roster. Sengun is already showing, you know, that Jokic, Sabonis, big man, playmaker type of play, and mm-hmm. that's really encouraging. He's really the only bright spot for this team, and I mean, gosh, it's just so hard watching Steven Silas just like lessen this guy's growth in the league, only playing him like 25, 30 minutes a night sometimes. Took forever to get him in the starting lineup. Like, this guy was playing off the bench behind freaking Bruno Fernando at the start of the season. (laughs) Like... What are they doing, man? Like, I don't know. Like, they're trying to hide him, like, keep him a secret. Like, I don't know, man. It's it's really weird. But Sengun, I think he could be a very special player come two years down the line. Like, he could be an all-star. Yeah, I think so. I, I like his game. I also don't understand it. Like, even last year was kind of weird. Like, they would play Christian Wood, Daniel Tice. Yeah, Kelly Olynyk <laughs> over over Sengu. Like I don't understand why right out the gate it wasn't Christian Sengun and Christian Wood. Right. And then this year it seemed like it was pretty obvious that Sengun was going to be the big man there and maybe even like the second option on that team. But it just has kind of been that way at some nights. But most yeah. of the nights it still continues to be Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green chucking shots, <laughs> and every now and then Eric Gordon. Yeah, you see John Wall's comments. Uh, I don't I, remember what podcast he was on, but I saw it on Instagram. He's just like he was just digging into that Houston team. He hated his time there, even if they were paying him forty four million dollars a year uh, to yeah. do nothing. But yeah, he just said like, man, if if there are any veterans on that roster, which spo- like, come on, John, Wall, you were the veteran on that roster. Why didn't you tell them what to do with their lives? Like, yeah. he's just speaking to their immaturity and how they just don't play with any focus and they're just playing, like, street ball out there. Just, like, my turn to shoot, your turn to shoot. You know, like, yeah, they don't have any good veterans on that team. I mean, Bobin's, like, the the biggest veteran on that team right now. What about Eric Gordon? Eric oh, Gordon. yeah, that's true. Eric Gordon's there. Well, he also made uh, that comment where they asked, yeah, it. has this team improved at all? And he said, nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's it. That's yep, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, and Sh- Sengun is, you know, that's probably the guy they need to build around, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, LeBron James also makes it on this list. Best oh. performance, 16 for 26, 48 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, 0 turnovers, and a win <laughs> against the Rockets. Same game I as mean, the Sengun game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is what it takes for the Lakers to win is you need Superman LeBron to come out. <laughs> like, against the Rockets. Against the Rockets, yeah. And it was a, still a close game. Like, 
I, it's wild. Like the Lakers situation is just so wild. Like it I just is. don't even know what to say anymore about it. Like just only two years ago, three years ago, we won an NBA title, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> bubble is a bubble year. We'll give it an asterisk. Yeah. <laughs> the asterisk is getting bigger and bigger now. <laughs> but even like two years ago when we didn't win the title, that was still a really, really beefy roster that was like scary, mm-hmm. but it just like injuries kind of, you know, yeah, derailed the playoff run that mm-hmm. year. But like, we weren't that far away. We're still not that far away from that, but it feels yet so yeah. far because well, AD is yeah. coming back soon, man. He, he LeBron is keeping them afloat. And yeah, it's Le- what were you gonna I say? I was gonna say it's the LeBron and Thomas Bryant show. Oh, Although well, Thomas uh, Bryant is kind of yeah, away. it's just LeBron, <laughs> man. I hate to break it to you, but we have to take pause and just respect what the heck LeBron is doing in his twentieth year in the NBA. <laughs> like nuts. it's so stupid, man. Like. <laughs> You, you can't you can't put words to it like yeah no he has no business being this good still he has no yeah just it makes no sense that he's still this dominant these aver- yeah. his averages are like the same as they've always been it's wild here's a hot take could you could you see lebron leaving the lakers no he's making way too much money in la <laughs> <laughs> fair enough yeah fair enough I I think it'd be pretty wild if he did. It'd be a crazy thing. Like I think the NBA and the sports world would lose their minds. But they would, yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe the he only makes his thing he could do is go back to the Cavs. Yep, that's the only. Yeah. And maybe yeah. So that's yeah. That's the one thing he maybe will do that. But he's not leaving LA for anywhere else. That would be wild if he signs a vet minimum to go to the Cavs or just go. Yeah, the wall. I guess one other place. Maybe he just goes to New York for the hell of it. <laughs> the Knicks yeah just for the fan base and just to just you know live it up in New York for a year (laughs) (laughs) that would be crazy Uh, talking about New York Jalen Brunson just averaging 31 points per game 49 percent from three for for the month of January and this is after this is when he came back from injury right he was out a few weeks he was before that and yeah just new year new Jalen Brunson man like he he took his new year's goals to heart and he has been playing out of his mind he is everything that the Knicks could have asked for at this point. And they're winning games. And they're they're yeah. playing really well right now. I think they're six and three in January so far, and they're firmly in the playoffs, so man, yeah, I I'm loving what I'm seeing from Brunson, man, and the Mavs gotta be just so mad. <laughs> just Yeah. Every day just thinking about what could have been if Jalen Brunson stuck around. Yeah, the Knicks are the seventh seed, seven and three. They lost tonight against Washington, but still, like they're they're hanging in there. They're doing well. Yo yeah. kick thirteen for fourteen, thirty six points, twelve rebounds, and <laughs> so in the win against the Blazers. Just too easy for him, man. Yeah. Basketball is too easy. <laughs> yeah, this is all coming from a dude who I, his trade most of his life was what, raising horses <laughs> and sheep and yeah, in Serbia. The somewhere. farm life, yeah. Yeah, wild. An honorable mention here is TJ McConnell. Tyrese Halliburton is out. <laughs> and this dude just has stepped in. This guy's been one of my favorite average point guards over the last <laughs> few years. And he was out most of this year, but then he's come back from injury and has stepped right up for Tyrese Halliburton, dropped 29 points, 11 for 16, 5 and 9. Not bad for a daily fantasy 
daily fantasy play oh, here. Huge, picking yeah. up TJ McConnell, <laughs> having seeing him have the game of his life. Had to give him a shout out. Forty yeah. fantasy points for me. That's a big deal from a waiver wire pickup. Oh yeah, but like I mean, he put together a string of a few good games this yeah. week, and yeah, like he's he's excited to play basketball again. That's the only thing I can say there. Like it's cool. I mean, he's he's just an efficient, solid guard. Like he just gets the job done and he does what he needs to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, worst performances. I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah, okay, so tell me. Okay, yeah. Here's here's a game for you. Who does Dacian Nix play for? <laughs> I have no idea. Who? Give me who a guess. Just... Give me a wild guess. Uh, let's see. Off the top of my head, who did the Clippers beat this week? They lost. They lost the Seventy Sixers. They lost last game to the Rockets, but they won one of those games. Who was that? No, we beat the Rockets. You guys beat the Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. We lost to the Jazz and the Sixers. Oh, the Jazz. That's right. You guys lost to the Jazz, Sixers. So is that the Rockets? Is this guy from the Rockets? That's the Rockets. Yeah, this guy's from the Rockets. So, yeah, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green were out. So they start this guy, Dacian (laughs) Nix, who only the most diehard of NBA fans would know who that name is. That follow, like, the, the G League and, you know, the high school prospects. And he's amounted to about nothing since his uh, his glory days in high school, really. Um, 36 minutes as a starter. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Like, what? there's a guy on this roster, Ty Ty Washington, who is playing way better than Daisha Nix. But no, Nix gets the start because Steven Silas, let's be honest, is an awful coach at this point. I think we can safely yeah. say that. 36 minutes for this guy. He shoots two times, makes none of them. <laughs> He gets one point in 36 minutes, one rebound, two assists, and four turnovers. It's pretty that wild loss when the, the it's pretty wild when the total turnovers adds up to the total <laughs> the total points, numbers, rebounds, assists. Uh, about, yeah, <laughs> that's 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 pretty wild. I've never actually seen that before. This guy uh, will never start another NBA game in his life. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably arguable whether he'll ever get to he'll ever touch 30 minutes again Un, unreal man like i don't care how bad your team is this this is just <laughs> unforgivable yeah I, I i don't know the situation with steven siles i was like pretty excited for this guy when he got hired. i was too i was and too. it like at one point it's like okay the rockets arguably want to tank but like i mean this is not like the third year in a row where it feels like is it third year in a row? I think it's third uh, year in a row, right? Where second. Is... Second year. Second? Yeah. Second year where the team looks awful when they're out. Like, just yeah. watching their games, they look yeah. awful. Well, that's and the, the rotation thing. minutes are just questionable. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you see OKC tanking, like, they had to try to lose games. They had to shut down Shea. They had to shut down Giddy. The Rockets don't have to shut down anybody. They will lose these games with a full roster because they are mm-hmm. just that bad, and their player development is so much worse than OKC's. So it, it's this is a tank that's just doomed to fail, whereas OKC's has been actually working. Yeah, yeah, it's it's sad. Yeah, just like what happened to your basket? Did you just fire all of your basketball staff, and you're like, okay, James Harden is really good. And then we'll just keep trading for really good players <laughs> for the next six, seven years, and then forget yeah. the fact that we needed to hire player development coaches, player development coaches, normal 
competent basketball people. Like, it just feels like they're a team yeah. that's being built from literally scratch. Yeah, it's like it, it, someone's not doing their job. Multiple people yeah. aren't doing their job. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty sad. The Houston Rockets are super lucky that the NBA does not have regulation. The regular oh, relegation, it? relegation <laughs> rules that the Premier League does. Because yeah, the Houston Rockets would now be a Division Three team. Playing, oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know, playing in yep. really crappy they teams are <laughs> pathetic. I don't even think if they if they drafted Webb and Yama, I don't think it would help. Like I don't <laughs> think they'd be winning any more games. Like with this currently constructed roster, man. Like it wouldn't matter. Nah, I don't think so either. Uh, uh, Michael Porter Jr. twenty two minutes, one for six, four point six rebounds in a win against the Wolves. Uh, yeah, I mean he's been he's been back, but I almost didn't. I didn't realize he's been back for a month. I thought yeah. it's only been a few weeks. Wow. Yeah, he's been back for a month, and I mean he's had a few decent games in there, but nothing that says he's worth that super max extension that he got from his rookie contract and for a guy he's averaging what like 15.6 rebounds a game this year and sure granted fighting through injury he's not as conditioned but you're just not getting your money's worth at this point and you kind of have to accept that fact like he is nothing more than a role player and this this was in a win too so, like, you don't need him to win games. Like, he is just a non-factor. Yeah, you're, this team is so lucky that Jokic is the dominant force that he is. And, I mean, also, like, Aaron Gordon has been playing his dollars worth. Oh, Aaron yeah, Gordon's been fantastic, so yeah. Th- that has helped um, KCP, some of these solid, yeah, Mur- solid Murray's players. Been, yeah, Murray's a guy that's been out for a long time, but he's he's been much more solid than Michael Porter. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, really, what you want, you just need Michael Porter Jr. to give you those one or two games per series in the playoffs. If you can get that from him, that might still make it worth it just to get to get yeah. you all the way to the finals. Like, if you get to the finals, it's probably because Michael Porter Jr. gave you one or two big games every series enough to close them out. So if that can still happen, then I think it might still be worth it for them. Sure. Yeah, that's what they can hope for at this point. Yeah. Final thoughts to close the season, to close the podcast out. Not the season, podcast. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma, man. He's like a favorite name of the NBA somehow. Oh, yeah. He's not he a, a superstar. <laughs> he's not a superstar. He's not an all-star. But the dude just is NBA culture. Like, everybody knows Kyle Kuzma. Uh-huh. And 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 uh, Kyle Kuzma just does things and does things that like other iconic people don't even get done for them. Talking about Jokic marketability, Kyle Kuzma somehow is more marketable than Jokic. <laughs> so much so that the Washington Wizards got a sponsor, a corporate sponsor, to help pay to manufacture Kuzma bobbleheads in his iconic long pink sweater <laughs> and handed them out to people. Like, yeah, this like, is this And is people how are you probably hit. stoked to get them too. <laughs> Yeah, people were probably stoked. Like, if Kyle Kuzma does make an all-star team, or I don't know what he does in life, you never know. Ten years from now, these bobbleheads might be very legendary pieces <laughs> of memorabilia. But, like, yeah, a full stadium in Washington was lucky enough to get a bunch of free Kuzma bobbleheads in a game against the New York Knicks. How much do you it. think uh, those are going to sell for on eBay? 
I don't know, man. It's it's hard to say. I be, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if some people are willing to pay thirty bucks, thirty to fifty bucks for them. I bet you'd see one for a hundred. You think so? Oh yeah, dude. It's a collector's item. This ain't just your normal bobblehead. This ain't this isn't like a Marcus Morris Clipper bobblehead. This is oversized pink sweater Kuzma. <laughs> yeah, I did a quick search just on Google Shopping, and I don't see any listed yet. But uh, they're holding we'll them. See. They're holding. They're holding them for a little bit. Gotta increase the yeah. value. <laughs> Do you want? Would you want a pink sweater Kuzma? I bet you want a pink sweater Kuzma bobblehead. I bet you'd want that for your office desk. I kind of do now that I yep. just like went just read this like monologue just went through this monologue about Kakuza. Now I feel like I built the hype up for myself that I want this. Yeah, I, you I have. Get it, yeah, yeah. yeah you're, you're the Laker fan, you know. Kuzma's a Laker forever. Once a Laker, always yeah. a Laker, right? Yeah, it'll be a hell of an icebreaker when the coworker walks by my desk and like, man in that giant piece <laughs> on your desk. Oh. <laughs> uh. And then they'll be Kuzma fans, and then the Kuzma, yeah. Kuzma will just become one of the most famous NBA players. If yeah, he it'll already. just he'll just make the Hall of Fame based off the fan, <laughs> the fanship he managed to garner during his NBA years, despite like his basketball ability uh, never being Hall of Fame status. But good old Kuzma, yeah, love it. Yeah, <laughs> well, thanks everybody for tuning in, and don't forget to keep checking us out week in and week out. Yes, sir. Have a good week, everybody.